Like with many stories that are so historically devastating, we come to sometimes misremember them in their finer details. For instance, many events we remember as the storm were actually a cluster of several. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. And today's episode is accompanied by a podcast video short that you can watch either on TV in Canada on the Weather Network or, or online anytime and anywhere you are at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. It was called the ice storm of all ice storms. But was it a storm or storms? That makes a difference. And that's now on this day in weather history. All right, I'll spare you the suspense. It was a massive combination of five smaller successive ice storms in January of 1998. But it came in and through like a train across a narrow track of land spanning most of eastern Canada and the North Atlantic of the U.S. And for more than 80 hours, man was ravaged by the gods of ice and rain. Too dramatic? Well, that's what it felt like for the millions in southern Quebec and eastern Ontario while they were pelted with up to 100 millimeters of freezing rain and ice pellets in an ice storm that lasted for five days. As a result, there were roughly 30,000 utility poles that fell in the province of Quebec alone, and that resulted in about half of their population without power in the winter while covered in ice. In fact, at its worst, there were 3.5 million Quebecers, over 1 million Ontarians, and thousands of Maritimers who were left in the dark and the cold, and many of those were like this for several weeks. Among them were at least 600,000 people who had to be evacuated from their homes and relocated into hotels or other shelters with emergency power backup. And this included several long-term care facilities with residents who were among the most vulnerable to conditions like this. When this was finally cleared, it was confirmed that 35 people died as a direct result of the ice storm's effects. This included carbon monoxide poisoning from generators that had been brought indoors, trauma from accidents of several different varieties, fire, and it was later discovered that this included due to indoor wood-burning stoves that were left unattended, and hypothermia, and that was the saddest of it all because the power was out and it was covered in ice. And now, what happened? Let's break down the details of the science. On January 4th, 1998, an upper level area of low pressure stalled out over the Great Lakes. So you have an upper low. When this happens, it'll create an almost conveyor belt effect that taps into wherever it can get moisture. And in this case, it was the warm, moist air coming up from the Gulf of Mexico. And it directed it toward the upper St. Lawrence Valley. So while this was in place, there had to be a high pressure somewhere. And it was, there were two of them. It was happening at the same time, sitting farther north in Labrador there was an area of high pressure so therefore its return flow at this time of the year provided a very easterly northeasterly flow of very cold air near the surface and that pushed back into the St. Lawrence where the moisture is meeting that tropical air mass plus there was also another very large and strong area of high pressure literally anchored out in the mid-Atlantic and that was acting as a wall against which nothing moving east could either pass or push through this Bermuda high as it is called trapped everything that was developing to stay right there and expend all of its energy right there. Okay, that's the setup. Now enter the weather. With this atmospheric fortress in place between January 5th and January 10th, a series of lows, remember, with all the moisture coming up from the Gulf of Mexico, 
began that production line marching into this region. And that is where we started. For more than 80 hours, steady freezing rain and drizzle fell over an area of several thousand square miles of eastern Ontario, and that included the capital of Canada, Ottawa, Brockville, and Kingston, and an extensive area in southern Quebec, northern New York, and northern New England. The 1998 ice storm led to the largest deployment of Canadian military personnel since their involvement in the Korean War. Of the over 16,000 Canadian Forces personnel that were deployed, 12,000 were sent to assist in Quebec, with the remaining 4,000 in Ontario at the height of the crisis. The storm had an enormous financial impact as well, costing an estimated $5.5 billion in insurance claims, utility repairs, and lost productivity. During the shutdown, schools and universities were closed and millions of people suffered financially from lost wages because work was either closed or it was simply impossible to get there. All in... This is still considered to be among the worst natural disasters in Canadian history. This day in weather history. Tomorrow is January 5th, and as we all gear up for the hopes that skiing will be allowed again someday soon, imagine if you had already had a decent to amazing start, only to have the weather move in and ruin everything. At least with the weather, you know it's going to change soon. But still, I think. Tomorrow's episode is accompanied by a podcast video show that you can watch either on TV Canada on the Weather Network or online anytime and anywhere you are at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. But do that after you join me here where you're listening to me right now to this podcast because only here will you get the whole story on This Day in Weather History, the podcast with me, your host, Chris May.